Well, the first day of Miami Hurricane spring football practice is in the books. And I got to tell you, it looks to me like the strength and conditioning program is working. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricane. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I feel like a kid in a candy store because we just finished coverage of the first spring football practice of 2023. It's just great to be out there again. It's a little hot outside. Not a terrible day, though. Uh, but again, the first thing that stood out to me was these players look bigger and stronger than they did this time last year. And that's obviously that's my opinion based on observation. But I think that some of those stats, weights and heights and speeds that have been coming out, leaking out from the offseason program would back that up. That these guys have really put in a lot of work, have these Miami Hurricane football players into getting even better conditioned. And an example of that was Jalen Rivers, the offensive lineman. We had a chance to speak to him after practice and. You know, he told us that his weight is about the same as it was this time a year ago, but his body fat percentage has gone way down. And it shows like the guy looks absolutely solid. And OK, first player that really made an impression on me when we walk out to the field and I've got my spring football roster in hand and I'm looking up there at the drills because the practice had commenced maybe for a couple of minutes before the media got to walk out there. And then I see this number 17 who. I, I thought he was a tight end. Like, I'm like, number 17, wh which tight end is that? I'm looking at my roster. Emery Williams, true freshman quarterback, 18 years old. This kid this is my first time getting to see Emery Williams in person. Um, he looks the part. <laughs> Let me tell you, um, I would never guess you're talking about an 18-year-old early enrollee freshman who should be going to his prom in a couple of months. Uh, I would never guess gigantic legs uh the lower but i can see why i've heard mario cristobal mention that emory williams you know has a really uh solid base lower body strength and our pal brian smith and also our other pal john garcia jr who both covered him at elite 11 last summer both said the same thing like very strong lower body i get it now right and we did post some pictures on our twitter account at locked on canes on twitter if you follow us we'll follow you back um, Emory Williams absolutely looks like the part you would never believe this guy is an 18 year old early enrollee and he was also spinning it out there um, something that Emory Williams really excelled at when we were watching drills today was when they put out that net target for quarterbacks to throw the football at where you're trying to specifically target those little pockets for the I'm sure there's a name for it whatever it is it slipped my mind but when they're throwing the football at targets Emory Williams' accuracy was really impressive. He was hitting those targets, and then he did, like, as they were going through, cycling through it, Tyler and then Jakari Brown and Emory Williams and the walk-on quarterbacks. And so, you know, uh, Emory had a couple of turns where he was spot-on, dead-on, and then I think his third or fourth turn, he missed the target a couple times. And I, I could see, like, I could hear him muttering in frustration. Like, that guy wants to be perfect. Like, that young man wants to be perfect with everything he does. And I thought he looked fantastic out there, did Jakari. Uh, sorry, did that. Well, Jakari looked also excellent. I'll get to him. But I thought Emory Williams uh, looked really, really good out there for day one of his first spring practice. And we had a chance to talk 
with Tyler Van Dyke. And I asked TBD about his impressions on Emery and Jakari. And Van Dyke said it flat out. Emery Williams really impresses me, is what Van Dyke said. Like, he thinks this young man is going to be a player, okay? Um, and I asked Mario Cristobal about Emery Williams as well. And, you know, Mario uh, talked about what an impressive young man, what an impressive player Emery Williams is and how hard he works and all of that. But I really appreciate something that Cristobal said about the way the other quarterbacks are taking him under their wing, right? Because Mario talked about really how gracious Tyler has been in mentoring and really helping Emery. And same thing with Jakari Brown, that Jakari Brown has also been, you know, really graceful and has been helping the young guys. So. I think it's beautiful if you can have, you know, a quarterback room that, you know, does they don't see each other as like enemies or competition or anything like that, that they all want to help each other and get better together. You know, when TVD did that interview with Andrea Adelson and David Hale on ESPN a few days ago, and he talked about the only way we can succeed is to function as a family. That's the sort of thing that he's talking about. You have to have cohesion and cooperation within that quarterback room. So let's talk about the other two quarterbacks. Of course, Tyler Van Dyke, Mr. QB1, the starting quarterback. A lot of people were asking me on Twitter, like, how does the shoulder look? Is he fully healthy? No signs of him not being fully healthy, my friends. Uh, Tyler was out there. He was throwing the football really, really well. Um, didn't have any limitations. He wasn't wearing a red non-contact jersey or anything like that. So it, as far as we can tell, and we did ask Cristobal and Tyler how he was doing, Tyler Van Dyke seems fine. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke was asked a question by one of the reporters today. I think it was David Wilson from the Herald who asked him, like, if you guys had a game tomorrow, are you healthy enough to play? And he said he was, right? I mean, I don't think he would have said no, even if the answer was no. But he said, hey, if we played a game tomorrow, I would be healthy enough to play. Tyler Van Dyke's shoulder looked absolutely fine out there. Uh, you know who else looked fine out there, despite all the injury concerns he's had during his career? Uh, Don Chaney, the running back, wearing the number two. Don Chaney, full go in practice, you know, no non-contact jersey. Uh, you know, he's had an injury plagued last couple of years, which is very unfortunate because Don Chaney, to me, can be one of the most complete running backs on this football team when healthy. And he also, in a few weeks ago, he had a what looked like damage-wise, like a really serious car accident that he was okay from. And obviously he's fine because Chaney was out there. Mario Cristobal even mentioned Don Chaney is fully healthy. You know, one of our listeners on Twitter said to me, hey, keep this guy in bubble wrap until the season starts. Maybe they should think about that. Like, you remember the Pope drives around in that, like, that bubble, the glass bubble mobile. Get Don Chaney one of those. Just sleep in a hyperbaric chamber. Uh, you know, walk around in a bubble all day so nothing happens to him. But he was healthy today. I thought Don Chaney looked really, really good. Uh, let's see what else. I took a lot of notes from practice. I was definitely, okay, I, I want to give you guys just a couple of, of disclaimers here because I know I'm going to get a lot of questions in our YouTube comments and on Twitter at Locked on Canes. Uh, there's only so much the media is allowed to watch, okay? There's only so much we're allowed to watch. We watch probably about a 20 to 25 minute long portion of the practice that was made open to us. Uh, there weren't 11 11s, 11 on 11s going on or anything like that. It was, it was individual drills and some position group drills. And also, cause I know I'm going to get questions about certain position groups. Uh, I cannot answer all of those today because based on the way the green tree practice fields are laid out, 
Um, I was only able, and part of this was my choice because maybe I could have tried to walk around a little bit more. But in the limited time we had to watch practice today, I had myself situated in a part of the field where I could really only watch the quarterbacks, the running backs, and the wide receivers. And I could see the defensive backs a little bit, but I didn't get to watch any of the line of scrimmage guys yet. I'm going to go back tomorrow and I'm hoping I'm going to get a closer look at these guys because, yes, I was chomping at the bit to see what Samson Okun Lola. Uh, looks like these days I uh, because uh, I've actually I've never seen the pancake honcho in person so I want to see what the honcho looks like up close Francis Maui Goa I have seen in person but I want to see how he's doing because I think he's put on even more weight since the offseason program started uh, I did get to see Jalen Rivers because we talked to him after practice and the guy looks like he's carved out of stone <laughs> I mean he looks like an Adonis these days uh, and so I didn't see much of the offensive line or the defensive line a little bit of the linebackers and defensive backs, but mostly I was situated in an area where I could watch the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, and the running backs, and I'm going to try to get a closer look at a different group tomorrow. But, folks, I have plenty of thoughts on some of the coaches because I was watching KB. I was watching Kevin Beard. I was watching Shannon Dawson as well, and I'm liking a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing. And also, I got to talk about those wide receivers because there were a couple of guys that really, really impressed me out there. So keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. And folks, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. I just ate one literally seven minutes ago, right before I started this episode. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal has been to eat healthier this year. And if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think that they're good for you, but they are perfect for your New Year's resolution. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate, so they're delicious. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. You can still do that with our promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off. But now you can stroll right into your local Walmart or Sam's Club and grab a box of Built Bars. And you can thank me later because I love me some Built Bars. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I just want to note, uh, for those listening to the audio version, fantastic. Uh, For those who watch us on YouTube, you do want to watch our YouTube channel throughout the rest of the evening because I did record uh, the interviews we did with Tyler Van Dyke after practice, Mario Cristobal, Jalen Rivers, Wes Besaint, Cam Kinchins, and I will be posting all of those throughout the evening on our YouTube channel. Uh, I've got some practice clips, but we're only we're only allowed to film very short portions of practice. So I'm probably going to throw more of those on social media than on YouTube. But I will be throwing the player interviews out there on YouTube. So keep your eye out for those uh, later today. Um, you know, I talked about some of the, the first players that I was looking for. Um, one of the first guys that I was able to find out there was Ray Ray Joseph. He looks smooth like Ray Ray Joseph looks quick. He looks smooth out there. Uh, He was wearing a red non-contact jersey. I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, You know, they're very cautious in the spring, so he may be dealing with some, like, minor 
bumps and bruises. Uh, but, you know, Ray, it, not like there was a whole lot of contact out there going going on anyways. We were all watching non-contact drills. Uh, but I thought Ray Ray looked quick and he looked smooth out there. Robbie Washington, same thing. Like, I think both of those guys, their physique for the true freshman really impressed me. And that was obviously also the case with Emery Williams, who I talked about. So the true freshman that I was looking for out there, they all look older than 17, 18 years old. Like all of them, I look at and say, oh, you know, if you told me he was heading into his second, third year. I would absolutely believe you. So they look to be very well conditioned and very well prepared from their time in high school. Now, players we did not see out there for various reasons. Uh, people have already been asking me on social media about the running backs, Chris Johnson and Mark Fletcher. Neither of them are early enrollees. They're both still finishing high school, so they're going to arrive over the summer. Uh, so they were they were not out there. They're not they're not part of spring practice. Um, some people were asking me about who's going to be a second year running back, Trevante Citizen. Trevante Citizen is uh, he's not participating in spring. Well, remember, he just had ACL surgery in August of last year. So he's still recovering, okay? Um, also not present today uh, is Zion Nelson. Cristobal uh, basically told us that, you know, he's, he's, he's doing well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about, uh, about Zion's issues. He's recovering, but sounds like they're being cautious with him, keeping Zion Nelson out of spring football. Uh, sounds like he's going to be absolutely fine, so don't worry about Zion. They're just erring on the side of caution with him, and if he enters next season, assuming he enters next season fully healthy, I think he's our starting left tackle. So, you know, be cautious with Zion coming off an injury issue from last year. That's totally fine. Uh, Leonard Taylor also dealing with an injury issue, much like Zion. Do not worry long-term about Leonard Taylor. He's not going to partake in spring as LT, uh, but Cristobal said he's going to be totally fine by May. So he'll be a full go for fall camp. So star defensive tackle Leonard Taylor, star offensive tackle Zion Nelson, uh, did not participate today. They're not going to be participating throughout spring for those minor injury issues. Uh, now, someone who was not present today for a completely different reason and uh, an excused absence, right? Like coaches knew that this was going on with him. Uh, Javion Cohen, Javion Cohen, the transfer offensive lineman out of Alabama. He's actually today, he's up in Indianapolis, the site of the NFL combine, because they're doing a symposium up there for players they've invited that they consider to be uh, the way it was explained to me was underclassmen who are very likely to be drafted. So they, they have identified Javion Cohen as, you know, a player who's very likely to be drafted, you know, in the next couple of years. So there there's a symposium that they're having up there. So Javion Cohen, um, my understanding is as soon as he's done with that, I don't know if that's going to be tomorrow or Monday, but as soon as he's back in town, he's going to fully join the team and take part in spring. But for right now, uh, Cohen is up in Indianapolis for this special symposium. Um, I was watching a lot of coaches out there. Uh, I, I didn't get as much of a look at Lance Guidry, the defensive coordinator, because, again, I was not situated in a spot where I could watch a lot of the defensive stuff. But I did notice uh, that Guidry was doing a lot of hands-on work with the safeties because, you know, he uh, his background is safeties coach prior to becoming a defensive coordinator. So kind of the same way Mario Cristobal does a lot of stuff with the offensive linemen because that's his background. Guidry was doing some work with the uh, with the safeties. Uh, but I did get a really close look at Shannon Dawson, the new quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator. And the first thing that stood out to me about Dawson was 
when he gets fired up, you can just hear the Louisiana. Like he's got that like Bayou, Louisiana, Southern drawl. And it's like, it's just very football. Like it's very like, like that sort of like, oh yeah, come on. get Like, it's just very football, that whole thing. I'm not going to try to imitate it for more than like the two and a half seconds that I did. Uh, but I, I thought that that really stood out to me. It's like, okay, he's bringing, bringing a little bit of Southern flair uh, to this offense. And, you know, a guy who looked like, the hardest working coach on the field because he was like doing a lot of the drills himself that he was having his receivers do uh, just a lot of energy out there. Kevin Beard. Welcome home. KB <laughs> Kevin. Beard. I was watching Kevin Beard. Like, I, I think he sweated more in practice than any of his players. Cause he was, he was really, really hands-on. He was really, you know, working closely with all of his guys. And, you know, I thought the receivers, you know, for what we could tell watching a limited portion of drills, I thought the receivers looked pretty good. And Mario Cristobal, when we spoke to him after practice, he did have a lot of nice things to say about Coach Beard. And, you know, he's only been around for a few days now, uh, back. He's only been back for a few days, uh, but about the work that he's already doing. And Mario Cristobal seems really, really impressed. Um, I thought Isaiah Horton looked good, right? When we're talking about receivers, I thought that that was someone who really, really stood out to me heading into his second year. Didn't play much last year as a true freshman, six foot four to me, like Isaiah Horton, like he looks the part as to someone who can become, you know, a number one boundary receiver type of guy. That was somebody that stood out to me today. Um, let me see who else, who else? Um, okay. I got a couple of, couple of interesting notes, um, as I was, cause th there was a lot of downtime right between the practice session and the interviews kind of just hung around the indoor practice facility, like outside the facility for like an hour, hour and a half in between. And, you know, someone who who's on campus, like, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I, I don't know if he's like negotiating his exit or if the fences are being mended, hopefully the latter, hopefully the fences are being mended, but I saw Antoine Jackson. I saw Antoine Jackson on campus and, you know, he was, he was smiling. So, you know, he, he must be happy with something that's going on. And so again, I don't know. Uh, and, and for those who were not caught up on his situation and keep in mind, he would not be an early enrollee anyway, he's still enrolled in high school. So he, even if he was a full fledged member of the football team, uh, he wouldn't be partaking in spring practice because he's still finishing high school. But He's a Hurricanes class of 2023 signee, a defensive back who a few weeks ago, about a month ago, uh, asked uh, for a release from his national letter of intent that apparently decided, you know, he, he didn't want to be a Miami Hurricane. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, the release wasn't hasn't been granted to this point. He's been on campus a couple times. I saw him today. I know that uh, some reporters from other outlets saw him around a couple weeks ago, so Hopefully there's some positive steps being taken and hopefully he's hanging around because he wants to be here. But it was it was cool. It's cool seeing Mr. Antoine Jackson from Dillard High hanging around campus today. Hopefully there's a, a good resolution to be had because I want him to be a Miami Hurricane. And I know he likes the Kevin Beard wide receiver coach hire because he tweeted last week when that happened, like he tweeted his support. So hopefully hopefully things are, are up and up with Antoine Jackson. Um, okay, so someone else I regrettably did not get a, a look at today because, again, opposite part of the field, Jason Taylor, who's now – this is kind of funny because Coach Cristobal was asked, like, what is Jason Taylor's job title now? And Mario Cristobal said defensive line coach. So then the follow-up question is, well, what about Joe Salavea? 
defensive line coach. So Jason Taylor and Big Joe, they're both coaching. They're both here. They're both on the staff. They just happen to have the same title. So Jason Taylor does not have the specific job title of defensive ends coach, although I'm sure he focuses primarily on the defensive ends while Joe Salavea focuses more on the interior guys. But they they both have the title of defensive ends coach, and it, it is what it is. So for those like asking, because I, I did see some people on Twitter who were confused about that because I'm sure a lot of writers probably tweeted what Mario said that when Mario said Jason Taylor is defensive ends coach, people are like, what happened to Salave? Is Salave gone? No, he's not gone. He's here. Salave is here. He's a defensive line coach. Jason Taylor's a defensive line coach. I'm a defensive line coach. We are all defensive line coach for the University of Miami. Uh, so again, uh, I, I encourage you guys to check out our YouTube channel later on today because I will be posting throughout the afternoon and evening interviews with Tyler Van Dyke, Jalen Rivers, Wes Besaint, and Cam Kinchins. Uh, last thing here, uh, Mario Cristobal talking about his new staff members. I mentioned Cristobal, talked about how impressed he was and is with Kevin Beard. Uh, he also talked about how impressed he was all through last season with Jason Taylor. That's why he wanted to make sure JT was retained and promoted on this staff. And Cristobal also, he raved about his new coordinators, and he said something specific about Shannon Dawson that I liked about how well Dawson collaborates with other offensive coaches, right? Now, Mario wasn't taking any shots. Like, he didn't say, like, oh, Josh Gaddis was terrible at that. Now we have a guy who's great at it. But I'm reading between the lines here. Like, Mario Cristobal said, Shannon Dawson, like, he collaborates really well with the offensive line coach, everybody else. Uh, so I, I take that to mean, hey, in, in my mind, my my hamster wheel starts spinning and it's like, you know, I heard enough rumblings last year about how the, the previous OC did not collaborate well with, you know, other assistant coaches and already sounds like this one really, really does. So I thought that was a a very, very cool thing to hear. Oh, and one more thing, because I'm looking through all the notes that I wrote down today is why these ideas keep popping in my head. Yeah, I, I talked about uh, Tyler Van Dyke and how I asked him about the other quarterbacks, about Emory Williams, who he's really impressed with, and about Jakari Brown. And Tyler Van Dyke did go out of his way to say that Jakari's accuracy is improving. Great to hear that, that his accuracy is improving. Because again, Jakari Brown, who's so athletic and so fast, He's got a strong arm. If he can develop that accuracy, Jakari Brown can be he can be a great quarterback someday, right? You know, whether it's months down the road or years down the road, Jakari Brown can be a great quarterback. And it's nice to hear TVD say that the accuracy is improving. All right, guys, thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our audio podcast, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey app, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And the video is always there and it's always free. We're, we're free on every platform. The YouTube videos are free as well. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and hit that thumbs up button. And we'll talk to you next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.